0: Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at Chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area And your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you.
1: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
2: Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith along with
0: Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Kristen.
2: So last week I had heard this little rumor that somebody is the proud grandma of a beautiful little girl.
0: I am. I got to go hold her on Friday night. And? And she is beautiful. And it's amazing to me always how small they are. Oh, I know. They're so tiny. (laughs) And she was almost nine pounds. She was 814 when she was born. But uh, I went down to my sons and daughter-in-laws, Cody and Casey Welke, and I got to hold Haley And while Casey went and did chores. I said, if you need a break, you can go shower, or you can <laughs> clean your house. Or She says, well, I'll go do chores. I said, okay. So I held on to Haley. You
2: didn't set her down? You know, let her kind of have that, you know, what is that, self-soothing is what they're saying now? Let baby self-soothe? No. <laughs> I love that. No.
0: I actually even uh, gave her a quick little bath before she was going to go out and about, too. So. Aww. So.
2: I love how they smell.
0: She does. And I, they she, have that amazing baby smell. And she needed some baby lotion on, so my son put some on my hands, and I'm like, Woo, it was a big pile, so I rubbed it into my hands and warmed it up before I slathered it all over her. But So that's why your hands are
2: so silky smooth today, too.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Well, congratulations, Grandma.
0: Well, thank you.
2: That's very exciting stuff. Guess what I did this weekend?
0: What did you do? I
2: took down my Christmas
0: tree. Oh, I did that too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people did. You know, it's some people, I don't know how many we saw right after Christmas. I mean, the day after, trees were outside. And I'm like, oh, it's just too soon. And then I keep it up through the new year. And I guess the question is, when is the latest you've taken down your tree?
0: I bet you it's probably about the 20th of January because I was really, really, well, when I was really busy with the kids and stuff and it just didn't, it wasn't a priority to take the tree out. Mm -hmm. So, and I, it stayed up a long time. (laughs) Usually I get it out before all the needles fall off. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. (laughs)
2: So years ago, before we had the kids, I had a beautiful tree. It was my absolute favorite tree in the world. It was an artificial, of course. Pre-lit, and then I took red lights with it, and I decorated it so it was white and red. So after the holidays, it was just so pretty. I couldn't take it down. So then I'm like, well, I might as well keep it up until February because then it's a Valentine's Day tree. And then I changed out the lights to green and kept it a St. Patrick's Day tree. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was right after St. Patrick's Day that year, people started saying, When are you going to take down your tree? And that's when I took it down. I think it was like the end of March, early April. (laughs) But it's an artificial, so I I can get away with it.
0: Well, you know, you could have kept it up even longer because you could have put red, white, and blue lights on it. And then you'd have been covered for Memorial Day Yes. and the 4th of July. Yes!
2: And then I could have decorated with multicolored lights, celebrating my husband's birthday in August.
0: Absolutely. You got Labor Day. Yeah, well, I'm, what color would Labor Day be? Maybe red. I say red, white, and blue. Yeah. Okay. You know, and then you could switch it out to orange, orange and black
2: <laughs> for Halloween. Or purple.
0: Or purple.
2: Hmm. Thanksgiving I, orange.
0: I think that you should have kept that up all year long. Wow.
2: I don't know. I was getting a lot of.
0: <laughs> You're getting a little flack.
2: I, I, I was getting a lot of flack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we go to the. We, we used to go out more often before kids. And we'd be at the bar, and people would come up and say, when are you going to take down your Christmas tree? And I didn't even know who they were. <laughs> so, I guess I must have been the talk of the town, like, hey, there's some crazy lady living up there that still has her tree in the window.
0: Well, it's not like it was losing all its needles. So no, I not guess. at all. Whatever floats your boat.
2: I know. But the house looks so different without the tree in there. I took down the stockings. The only thing I have up yet are some snowmen. My glass snowmen from the glass orchard. That's the only thing I have up yet.
0: Yeah, I took my st- I took the snowman down, too. Very I nice. had stuff down. So.
2: so you got to hold a baby. We got cleaning done. We are set. Oh, yeah. And now we're here. We're going to talk farm news, agriculture, and all kinds of fun stuff, including our weather. Yay, seven degrees. <laughs> woo
0: <Woo-hoo! laughs> I don't know if that's yay. We're looking at a high <laughs> at 33, though. Yep, sounds good.
3: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report
2: a few minutes before that five o'clock hour we're at a balmy seven degrees good news is it's going to be 33 later on we're looking at a mostly cloudy day today so that's not just too bad tomorrow partly cloudy wednesday mostly cloudy but we're going to be in the 30s and it is five o'clock on 104.5 fm waxx eau claire it's time to check in this morning with some national news
4: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden is in Mexico for the first time since taking office. He'll be in Mexico City today to discuss migration issues with the country's president and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau at the North American Leaders Summit. The trip comes after Biden visited the U.S.-Mexico border on Sunday. He stopped in El Paso, Texas and met with local officials to address border security issues. Sometimes democracy is messy.
5: That's exactly
4: how the founders intended it. They wanted real debate, real input from all people, and then you get a decision, whether it's one vote or 15 votes. That's according to Congressman Jim Jordan, appearing on Fox News Sunday. The Ohio Republican used those words to sum up the chaotic process to elect a House Speaker last week. Despite the drama, he stated he was confident that the GOP will be able to pass the rules package that was the subject of negotiations. Officials in Brazil say at least 400 people have been arrested in connection with the recent storming of government buildings. Those have since been cleared after hundreds of supporters of the country's former president refused to accept the latest election results. On Sunday, President Biden condemned the violence. Prince Harry said he had to fly alone to Scotland ahead of Queen Elizabeth II's death because the royal family didn't invite him. More from Chris Caraggio. Yeah.
5: During an interview with CBS's 60 Minutes, the Duke of Sussex recalled asking Prince William about his travel plans to Balmoral as the Queen's health was declining He said just a few hours later, his family members were on a plane together to say their goodbyes. He also noted that by the time he did arrive, his grandmother had already passed away. Queen Elizabeth died in September of 2022 at the age of 96. I'm Chris Caraggio.
4: And there is a tentative agreement at two of the New York City hospitals affected by the threat of a nursing strike today. Nurses at several other hospitals could still walk the picket line if a deal is not reached by 6 a.m. today. Nurses are threatening a strike over working conditions, staffing, and pay. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And we're a few minutes after 5 o'clock this morning, and we've got some local news and, of course, national news. I guess, Jill, you want to kick us off with the first story of the day?
0: Sure. So registration is open for the Farm and Rural Lobby Day on Wednesday, January 18th. The annual event is organized by the Wisconsin Farmers Union and the president, Darren Von Ruden, is encouraging farmers to consider taking a day off the farm to attend. Farm and Rural Lobby Day will begin at 10 a.m. at the Bethel Lutheran Church near the Capitol Square. Speakers will provide background information on pending legislation that is of interest to farmers and rural residents to help participants prepare for their meetings with legislatures. Ooh, that was a hard word for me. Legislators. <laughs> The group will then head to the Capitol to meet with their senators and representatives. With the day's activities wrapping up around 4 p.m., there is no cost to participate, and all are welcome to attend. To pre-register, contact the Wisconsin Farmers Union. And
2: that's important to get down there. If you are big into agriculture and you want to make a difference, you have to go to these to get your voice heard at the Capitol.
0: Absolutely, and I went to the Wisconsin Farmers Union Convention in December, and they had, boy, they they really get their, I call it their ducks in a row, and they really talked about things that were very appropriate for farmers to be lobbying for. And, mm-hmm. and they they really collect up the information, and they make it a really uh, consensus to trying to change some of the stuff that really should be changed.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know... It's just important to get involved and get those your voice heard. I mean, you and I can talk. We can do our thing. We're being heard. Absolutely. Which sometimes people are like, oh, plug my ears. <laughs> but <laughs> for the most part, people like us. But down in Madison and, and you know, when you head to Washington and actually get involved, it sometimes it only takes one person and one word to make that difference.
0: And one thing that I learned when I was at the convention was farmers were talking, and a lot of times, our representatives want to hear directly from the farmer. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear from some Joe Blow that is collecting up information. They want to hear your story. Yep, and telling your story is just vital to you know making those changes and being heard out in in the legislative uh, scenario.
2: Exactly. Well, we've got more news coming up. So remember, mark that down. January 18th, Farm and Rural Lobby Day, down at the Capitol. We've got your weather. That'll be coming in next.
3: Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And time to check in with some weather this morning. We're looking at a mostly cloudy day today with a high of 33. Tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 25. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 32. 32. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night cloudy, and there is a chance of a wintry mix, but only a slight chance. Low at 26, Wednesday, mostly cloudy, 34. Wednesday night, cloudy and twenty-six degrees. Temperatures around the area right now. We've got Medford and Marshfield, both at eleven degrees. Lacrosse is at 16 degrees. Green Bay, nice and toasty. 20. Rice Lake is at three. That's that's like really cold. Three degrees. Wausau, 14. Madison, 21. Milwaukee, 25. And right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we are at a balmy seven. But we're going to arm up to 33. I mean, that's like 20 some degrees. So I think we'll be okay with that. We've got your morning markets. Those will be coming in next...
3: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And this morning's markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off for the day. What's going on on your side?
0: Well, the cash markets for the beef, for the livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 147.5 to 162.5 with mixed at 135 to 146.5. Choice-fed beef heifers are 148 to 159, with mixed at 134.5 to 147.5. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 132 to 143, with select and silage-fed steers 90 to 131. Cows are 65 to 87. Bulls are 79 to 103. Butcher hogs are 60 to 79, with sows at 37 to 41.5. Boars are 15 and down. Shorn market lambs are 130 to 136. Feeder lambs are 112 and a half to 310. Ewes are 75 to 115. Small goats are 75 to 130. dollars Medium goats are 100 to 260. Large goats are 110 to 440. And nanny goats are 230 to two,
2: $310. Thank you, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got your live cattle for February is at 15677, that's down 57 cents. April's at 16067, down 60. June is at 15655, down 72 cents. Feed your cattle for January is at 18270, down a dollar 10. March is at 18565, down 90. April's at 18982, down 70 cents. Lean hogs for February is at 8027, that's down 225. April's at $89.65, down $1.87, and May is at $96.50, down $1.45. Switching out, over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we have your March corn up $0.02 cents at dollars 656 your March oats up 2 at dollars 346 March soybeans went up $0.07 cents on the overnight to $14.99, March soybean meal down $3 a ton to $4.74.60 a ton, March wheat up a nickel at $7.48. On the dairy side, barrel cheese was up a half a cent to $1.72 and a dollar Your blocks had a good day on Friday, up seven and a half cents to two oh five and a half. And your AA grade butter was up a quarter cent to two thirty-eight and a quarter. Class three futures for January up twenty cents at nineteen thirty-one. February up twenty-eight cents to eighteen fifty-nine. March up thirteen cents to eighteen forty-four. April up fourteen cents to eighteen sixty-five. May was up twenty cents to nineteen dollars on the head. And then the markets were mostly unchanged through 2023. So that's a look at what's going on in the world of the morning markets. We'll have more agricultural news coming up next. And later on in the show, we'll be talking about your country elevator prices. Who's paying what for those cash bids in the area? Right now, we got Backwoods Woods at 16 minutes after 5 o'clock on this Monday morning. And we're going to take a look at some agricultural news. I'm going to read this one for you. And before I read it, I do apologize if I mess up these last names because some of them were a little tricky. So just pre-warning, if I if I mispronounce it, I apologize ahead. But according to the Wisconsin A-Connection, the SAE Grant Committee of the Wisconsin FFA Foundation is excited to announce the recipients of SAE grants to Wisconsin FFA members. 42 members from 32 chapters will receive $26,410 to either start or advance their SAE projects. Now from our area we've got Nathalie Kwakewa from Colfax FFA chapter for dairy, Brianna Blanche from Ellsworth FFA chapter for startup, Jaslyn Olson from the Gale Etric Trempolo FFA chapter for dairy, Ben Clatt, Glenwood City FFA chapter for organic, Caleb Shessau from Granton FFA chapter for livestock, Breeley Campa, Independence FFA for startup, Hunter Walter, Loyal FFA for livestock. Dana Costello, Melrose Mindoro FFA Chapter for Dairy, Simone Sirian, Richland Center FFA Chapter for Organic, and Bryna Goplin, Whitehall FFA Chapter for Livestock. So congratulations to all of those recipients, and those are just from our area, and good luck on those SAEs, some good stuff.
0: Very good stuff.
2: How did I do on those last names?
0: You did really well.
2: I hope I did good on them, because there was a couple I'm like, Ooh. And I don't do those FFA interviews like you do now. So it's like I don't get to see these kids. So
0: yeah. I, think, I think you did a great job.
2: Well, again, I am sorry if I mispronounced them because <laughs> there was a couple that were a little tricky.
0: Well, but all we can do is the best we can do.
2: That's all we can do. But we've got some interesting stuff coming up. We've got our fun thing. We've got we're going to be hearing from Bob. Oh, boy. We're gonna be hearing from Bob on a dairy extension specialist we're gonna be hearing from lenny polzin
0: yep we'll hear from lenny i actually talked to him last week too oh good so he's got he's got a lot of stuff to say man that i call him a kid because most people are kids compared to me but whatever (laughs) he he really is a thinker and he does a lot of good things for the dairy industry
2: well good we look forward to hearing from lenny polzin he'll be
0: coming
1: in next
3: Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Dairy research, dairy education through the University of Wisconsin and uh, the Extension Service is changing. It's fluid. Mark Stevenson, long-time dairy extension specialist, has now retired. So. What has that left us with as far as staff, both on campus and through the extension service? Leonard Polzin is with me right now, and Leonard is the newest member of the staff in dairy. Leonard is Dairy Markets and Policy Outreach Specialist, the Agriculture Institute. And, Leonard, give us an update of who's on staff now, working on dairy policy and dairy research. You and who else? And I know you have different uh, missions So break that down for us as well. So I think um,
6: one thing to definitely note is the incredible contribution that Mark Stevenson had to the industry. As soon as even the faintest whisperings came out that Mark would be even considering retirement, there was quite the outpouring across the industry, not only Wisconsin, but nationally, that, hey, there's a lot of valuable work being done here. And it would be terrific to have that continue. So I think that's not only a testament to his work, but also a testament to the willingness of the industry to come together and say, hey, like we want really good information that's unbiased, that we can use to make really good management decisions. So the dairy industry in Wisconsin did a terrific job of stepping up and saying, hey, we value this, we want to see more of it. So, he
1: was kind of the headline maker, so to speak, as far as dairy policy and dairy research. But now you're on staff and, and you're not alone. So... Who is now on staff, and and how do you break down your duties, Leonard? Right now, it's
6: myself and Dr. Chuck Nicholson. Dr. Nicholson comes from uh, Cornell previously and has decades of experience in the dairy industry particularly in economic research so the way that it kind of unfolds is we both work together doing a lot of research outreach activities he's funded through the dairy hub so um you know he puts the focus on uh, original contribution of research and you know creating that academic backed empirical knowledge that then can be shared out in with the industry so together we work on the outreach efforts The way it kind of breaks down is we both are doing research, trying to find really good, impactful, meaningful answers to people's questions in the industry. From there, a lot of my time is dedicated to those what we call outreach efforts, interacting with industry. A big part of what I do is interacting with people to see what questions they have that we can answer. The one unique thing about my position is that it's focused on the industry and dairy industry. So the scope is very narrow. That means that we can be more responsive so we can find out those really hard-hitting, meaningful questions that people have. We can find answers to them and bring them right back to people because we're not beholden to any funding chain or responsibility or grant-specific, you know, grant-writing initiatives or anything like this. So it provides that um, incredible responsiveness to people's needs.
1: Now, you and Dr. Nicholson work together, but... You don't walk in the same office, Bill. Your extension and and he is more on the campus. Correct. Yep. So he's funded through the Dairy Hub and he's
6: located on campus, um, and then has some teaching responsibilities with that
1: yep. on campus for the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Or what teaching responsibilities does he have? So he teaches in AAE, so Agriculture and Applied Economics. And your function with extension is to do that research and share with the dairy industry how? Through avenues like this, right? So
6: a lot of public-facing sort of things, whether that's interviews, a lot of popular press articles, things like this, bulletins, updates, frequently with hordes dairymen,
1: progressive farmer, things like this, right? Leonard Polzine is with us, newest member of the Dairy Science Staff at the University of Wisconsin Extension Service, dairy markets and policy outreach specialist, What are you working on right now, and when do you expect to have maybe some of that research available so you can do your outreach program with the dairy industry, Leonard? So right now, it's outlook season,
6: so we're looking and trying to get people good information on what... Um, of course, there's no crystal ball, right? But what to maybe expect or potentially plan for in the upcoming calendar year as far as uh, dairy markets and prices go. Other work that we're doing, Chuck and I are working on a cost of production study for dairies. Hopefully, we can find some more maybe nuanced or actionable management decisions that people can make in order to guide their operation towards
1: profitability. What about uh, looking into 2023, that cloudy crystal ball you alluded to? forecast yet for dairy prices? I've heard that uh, $20 milk might be a reach next year.
6: I think there's a lot of wild cards out there right now. Demand has been good, um, particularly in the cheese market. So our cheese market's been uh, very steady. Our stocks of cheese have come up a bit, but our exports are still very heavy. Is China still buying our dairy or where is it going? China is still buying. Um, Our main buyer is... Mexico, still, and I'm sure on a lot of people's minds is right now is inflation, interest rates rising. So, one thing that was interesting that I've seen recently is that as our dollar is strong and interest rates are increasing, we haven't seen what I would say a very immediate, noticeable pullback on a lot of purchasing of our exports. So, we still seem to remain competitive in this larger scope of things a big wild card though is if china does start to pull back aggressively that could have a big impact and so far mexico their buying power relative to the dollar has been has been tracking very well with us so that means that we're not pricing ourselves out of their market and they've been approximately one-sixth of all of our all of our exports go to mexico so a very big buyer relatively speaking i'd say we're still sitting okay but
1: There's always a but, right? There's a lot of wild
6: cards out there at the moment.
1: Yeah, but uh, stay tuned. What about in 2023, one of the major issues in agriculture will be writing, hopefully, a new farm bill. Dairy, there's been federal milk marketing order update meetings. Are we going to get those changed or updated? Now, will you and or Chuck Nicholson be involved at a national level, possibly, as far as offering some input and advice to congressmen and senators who are going to write the dairy title of that new farm bill. And what kind of feelings do you get, if any, yet of where they might be leaning? We got, you know, the House is going to go to Republicans and Democrats don't run the Senate. Any feeling for that yet? One thing
6: about federal milk marketing orders is that they're done through a hearing process versus the farm bill process. So um, when we're looking at that, kind of what that looks like is that a hearing needs to be called within USDA and then they go forth of the rulemaking and changing process um, kind of within that hearing process,
1: right? But you know Congress is going to weigh in someplace along the line on this.
6: I'm sure somehow, right? So right now no hearing's been called um, and I think part of that is because the industry collectively has been putting forth a lot of intention towards creating a unified solution or voice before they get to that process. So they're not using that hearing process to uh, butt heads or clear out grievances. They're using that time to set those rules, those regulations, those policies. One of the big things right now that Chuck Nicholson, as well as Mark Stevenson, is still working on, are you know a lot of the analysis around what some of these changes could look like. So that way, when uh, these hearings happen, everybody that's involved can make the best informed decision possible.
1: When do you expect to have some of your research done, cost of production and things like that on the farm? How ongoing is this and when can you share it with the dairy farming industry? Right
6: now we're looking for cost of production to be at about nine months out um, as far as actual tangible management solutions that could come out. So um, another project that we're working on with a uh, partnership with Cornell is... Uh, looking at the increase in dairy components in milk over time. Uh, Because since 2010, we've seen this incredible skyrocketing um, production of individual components in milk. So, and that'll come out, the first results will be in January, February, uh, and then more additional information will
1: proceed from there. So the industry marches on with research and information being made available with Mark Stevenson leaving the university system Leonard Polzine has moved in. Dairy markets and policy outreach specialist with the University of Wisconsin Extension. With Leonard Polzine, I'm Bob Bosold.
2: Thank you so much, Bob. And now it's that time of the morning. we got to head over to our markets. So we'll be catching in with Rocky Olson. He'll be coming in next.
3: For those who work in Acres not an hour wax 104.5
2: and the midwest farm report and we are half past five o'clock that means it's five thirty, and it's time to check in with our morning markets we're going to head over to rocky olson at premier livestock good morning rocky good morning and how was your weekend did you have a good one
7: yeah it was good uh, kind of kids sports all weekend so we had basketball and wrestling and all oh, was good
2: all right now did you take down your christmas tree yet
7: uh, I hate to admit it. Well, my wife's asked me to help a few times, but I have not got it down yet.
2: <laughs> so I took mine down this weekend, which was a good thing. You know, it needed to come down, but it was funny. We were just on TV 13 and Leanne, she said, oh yeah, my, my fiance was taking down the tree. So I just sat there and watched him pluck off the ornaments. And Bob and I were like, well, is he for rent? Maybe he can come over and help us <laughs> decorate our trees, but mine is already down. Yep. But there's always next year. Maybe he'll come over and help me. Yep. Well, Rocky, we've got a busy morning. Catch us up. What's going on over at Premier Livestock?
7: Thank you. Uh, Good morning, everyone. This is uh, last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold over 2,500 head of livestock last week. Uh, Markets uh, were strong, the steady all the way through. Uh, Fed cattle traded uh, strong. Uh, High choice and prime Holstein steers, 137 to 149. Selects and low choice Holsteins, 125 to 136. Choice B steers and heifers, 143 to 157. Market cows traded steady. High yielding cows from 76 to 93. Most Cows fifty-seven to seventy-five. High yielding bulls from eighty-seven to a dollar three. Lower yielding eighty-six and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly traded from eighty to a dollar ten. Newborn Holstein bull calves were strong last week, uh, mostly from eighty-five to two hundred per head. Your beef calves one fifty to three fifty-five. Holstein heifer calves ten to fifty. Feeder cattle special held here last uh, Tuesday. Most of the new crop beef calves brought one fifty to two seventeen. mostly the Holstein steers brought at 95 to 135. We have a special feeder cattle auction next Tuesday, January 17th, also featuring bred stock cows, including a complete beef herd dispersal of 55 head. Uh, the, the, then this Wednesday, uh, we got our dairy cattle auction, got a really nice lineup of dairy cattle. We got an 80 cow freestall herd, uh, Holstein herd, but uh, got several uh, colored breed cows in it. Uh, we have many very fancy loads of uh, fresh parlor freestall cows. Be pictured of some of those cows on our website, extremely good quality. Full listing of all of our upcoming sales with advanced consignment, detailed market reports at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Don't forget, next, machinery auctions coming up here March 24th. If you have equipment to sell, if you have questions, don't hesitate to give us a call, and uh, we'll be glad to talk to you. So that is the way it shaped up, Kristen.
2: Excellent. Sounds good. It's a busy week and another busy week coming up
7: you betcha thank you all right
2: thank you there he goes rocky olson over at premier livestock
3: the crack of dawn never sounded so good wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
2: all right well while we're waiting to check in on some weather we're gonna look at a news story and jill i thought this one was really interesting you know farmland sales last year we were talking a lot about that and when i say last year 2022 because it was so long ago and just when farmers thought twenty thousand dollars per acre for farmland was rare guess what happened at the end of the year
0: somebody paid even more per acre uh-huh thirty thousand dollars per 30, acre. thirty
2: thousand per acre i mean jill how much land do you got i mean would you sell all your land for thirty thousand an acre
0: Oh, absolutely. I've got an 80. <laughs> I've got an 80. I'd be set.
2: Oh, man. I couldn't even imagine somebody coming up and being like, I'll pay 30. Oh. Wow,
0: they must have awfully deep pockets.
2: Oh, yeah. Or they're really desperate. I don't know. Hopefully that check cleared. I never did hear if it cleared.
0: Yeah, you never know. You
2: never know. But they did say that auctions set records. But the main area that set like land records was across the Corn Belt states. And those increases were between 20 and 34%. That's a huge increase.
0: That is a huge increase.
2: Wow, $766 million in sales last year in land sales.
0: Yeah, none of it was huh. in my pocket.
2: Well, you got to start talking to people. <laughs>
0: I'm not really willing to sell my land, <laughs> I just, know. just so y'all know out there. <laughs> oh,
2: sure, you're breaking hearts. <laughs> Fine, twenty thousand an acre. Take it or leave it. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to check in with some weather this morning. We're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, and check in on what's going on, what's coming up. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Kristen. How are you? I am fabulous, of course. Long time no talk, huh? I well, I've been busy you know
5: well yeah Yeah. as we all have i guess
2: well i mean i was busy at home doing nothing
5: (laughs) well i mean i i wouldn't say nothing don't you have a couple kiddos
2: i do they're kind of self-sufficient at times
5: oh that's that at times (laughs) there you go
2: you know if it's a full gallon of milk then they need my help
5: that's fair you know
2: laundry they need my help band-aids they need my help otherwise they're just like out on their own
5: yeah, it sounds like uh, sounds like Anna with house projects when it comes to, like, you know, if it involves, well, hammering, she needs my help. If yep. it involves, you know, drilling, she needs my help. Uh, if it involves pretty much anything with manual na- labor, she needs my help. Yep,
2: opening jars.
5: Yeah, but if it doesn't involve that, she's good on her own. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it really, there's always a neighbor if you're not around.
5: Yeah, well, that is also true. <laughs> we, we've got plenty of those, so they they'd probably be happy to help. I mean... They helped me get out of my, uh, yes, my driveway the other day oh. when I got stuck in it. Oh, no. That That's a long story, so I won't get into that. <laughs> but <laughs> good news is for today, I mean, we have a little bit of fog to kick us off, but we'll have a warm front moving through that will help raise our temperatures pretty quickly throughout the afternoon. So while we are starting off into the low double digits and some single digits, we are expected to climb into the low to mid 30s. This fog will start to dissipate through about the late morning, potentially even early afternoon. Then tomorrow we'll have another day starting off with possibly a little bit of fog, but more clouds and still temperatures into the low to mid thirties tomorrow night, though, we may have just a quick round of snow showers. They'll be rather scattered and short lived, but our lows will dip into the mid twenties and we're staying quiet through the rest of the work week and potentially even through the weekend with highs, mostly into the low thirties Friday, will be a little on the cooler side with some clouds hanging around uh, as we climb into the mid to upper twenties, but Sunday, even warmer, getting into the mid to potentially upper 30s as some cloud cover hangs around. But at the moment, we do have some fog that's continued to thicken up over the last couple of hours. So it is starting to get a little hard to see. And a temperature right now of 10 degrees in Eau Claire.
2: You know, I was driving in this morning, and it was funny. I was actually driving under the fog.
5: Uh, you dr- under the fog? Under it. Oh, interesting. It was above
2: me, and I was like, that's kind of interesting, and not one deer. Oh, wow. I know. I could actually see, and no deer
5: that's interesting i, I was
2: heartbroken yeah
5: well no idea what's going on there
2: Ha <laughs> 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 i like how you did that one <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right you have a good day mike
5: you too we'll talk to you next week
2: that sounds good there he goes our skywarn 13 meteorologist mike tandrea this morning i tell you him and his puns you know who else is punny morgan mccarthy and we're going to switch over to her right now morgan's ready for us in the newsroom good morning morgan busy day catch us up what's going on in the news
8: Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Coming out of that weekend and plugging into a new week, we begin in Buffalo County where the sheriff's office there says a tanker wreck could have been a lot worse. A tanker rolled down a steep hill and landed in a ditch Saturday morning. Deputies say the truck couldn't make it up the Slick Road. County I-Double-K uh, slid backwards and rolled down the hill. The driver was the only person in the truck and was not injured. No one saying exactly what was inside the tank at the time. In other headlines, we go to Green Bay where the woman accused of chopping up her boyfriend after a day of drug use may be looking at a delay in trial. Taylor businesses lawyers continue to ask for a third competency examination as they say she doesn't understand the charges against her. Her lawyers say they haven't been able to get their expert into the Brown County Jail to interview her. Two other doctors said she is competent enough for trial. business is supposed to go on trial in early March. The push for a new mental health exam could delay that. As we look into the political stage, no shortage of action on the state level and plenty of tax talk at the Capitol. That's where Governor Evers and the Republican-controlled legislature have six-point six billion dollars in surplus to work with. But
9: at the same time as having a big surplus we also have a lot of big expenses big obligations. Uh, inflation is hitting the state of Wisconsin uh, just like it's hit our, our businesses our farms and our our families.
8: As State Senator Howard Marclean of Spring Green and he's the co-chair of the budget writing joint finance committee went on to say.
9: You know I'm I'm all for tax cuts I just want to make sure we can afford them. You know uh, we got to I'm kind of old school. I'm an accountant. Uh, I want to make sure we pay our bills first, and then we'll talk about uh, a tax
8: cut. Evers will introduce his proposed two-year budget next month, after which the Finance Committee will set to work. Mark Lane hopes they'll have a finished product by the end of the fiscal year, and that's in June. Closer to us, Eau Claire School Board will be asked to support the push for a universal free school lunch program in the state. The School Board will dish out that idea tonight. It's one of the several resolutions that Wisconsin Association of School Boards is asking our local schools to support. No word on just what it would cost to feed every school kiddo in Wisconsin for free or just where that money might come from and if you saw it real time then you barely need a recap but if you know any lions fans well they're happy right now as they walked off the field at lambeau with a 2016 win over the pack so let's check in and see what coach Lafleur says
4: i do commend our locker room and, and the guys for their ability to overcome adversity throughout the course of the season but I think ultimately we dug ourselves in too
7: big of a hole. And the margin for error in this league is so small.
8: And when it comes to Rogers, what about the R word? Is he going to retire?
7: I mean, it's a little raw right now. You know, it's just a
10: little bit after the game. So I want to take the emotion out of it and have the conversations and see where the organization's at and see how I feel after some time has passed.
8: And, of course, time does march forward as we head back to the barn with Kristen Smith, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
2: Thank you, Morgan. Always so sweet. I love how she does that. Don't you, Joe? I do. (laughs) She was ready for me. I wasn't quite ready for her. I'm like, whoop. You know, there's something we got to talk about here. Oh, no. Oh, yes. You know what's coming. Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, gosh.
2: Well, Christmas is over. New Year's is over.
0: Valentine's Day. I don't like Valentine's Day. What? I don't like Valentine's Day. The chocolates? Well, I like eating chocolate. <laughs> the but... pretty
2: flowers?
0: But it's one of the most commercialized holidays. That's not the point.
2: There's lots of chocolates. <laughs> There's pretty flowers. Don't your kids get you anything for Valentine's Day?
0: No. <sighs> I Give know, me right? their phone numbers. Well, at least, I mean... Isn't
2: one of them listening in right now?
0: Um, Quite possibly, two of them.
2: I mean, if he really loved you... He would send some flowers to his mother, hint, hint, on Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah, well, they're coming from somebody that buys them uh, fire extinguishers for Christmas. So I'm not sure that they see the value of flowers as a common sense money. Appreciation.
2: You gave them life. You are keeping them living. That should be enough.
0: Yeah, especially when I get a text are you willing to make uh, lunch today? See, <laughs> and and I do, and it turned out fabulous. I do actually like cooking for him, though, and it's nice to eat with. With uh yesterday, I got to eat with my other son, Kevin, and his wife, Julia, and two grandkids. So we got to play and roll around on the floor a little bit, and and just listen to him, listen to him talk, and and talk and play with them, and talk about. Uh, we play with little people a lot. little people. Oh yeah, I like I like the little people, and my one my grandson is not one yet. Uh, he was born in May, so you gotta be watching what he puts in his mouth. He's got <laughs> two teeth in there, and oh yeah, and uh, gotta watch your fingers. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't stick my fingers anywhere near his mouth.
2: Well, Valentine's Day for everyone that's listening and wondering when it is—it's on a Tuesday this year.
0: Well, is your husband going to get you a bunch of stuff for Valentine's Day? He better. Well. Should I send him a message to make sure that that he's taken care of? Yes,
2: I'm already working on sending him the jewelry store ads. Flowers are downtown. You know, my kids always guilt
0: trip him into it anyway. Well, good. I hope he puts a good... I hope they put a good guilt trip on him so you do really well this year. Oh,
2: I should. And if not, I'm going to go buy my own. (laughs) (laughs) Because that works just as good. But we got to keep moving along. we are actually going to check in with some morning markets. We're actually going to head over to the Equity El Tuna Barn... And check in with Jim Lindsay. Jim, how'd the sale go last week, and what's going on?
10: Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar thirty-five to two twenty-four. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty-five to two dollars and eight cents. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar twenty to a dollar eighty-two. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty five. Bread beef cows sold mostly from eight hundred and fifty to fourteen hundred dollars per head. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, January twentieth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715 715- to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
2: Thanks, Jim. You as well. That was Jim Lindsay over at the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we're going to check in with Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry.
9: Well, Kristen, and a good morning to you. Been several weeks since we uh, talked, so uh, I trust you're at a good Christmas and a happy new year.
2: Yes, everything is fabulous, of course, as always. How about you? Oh, Do you have a good, good Christmas and holiday?
9: Oh, yeah, a lot of time with the kids and grandkids, so uh, I guess I'll be kind of back to normal here on Monday morning.
2: So, what did you get that was fabulous for Christmas?
9: What did I get that was fabulous? Yes. I don't know. I don't
2: know. <laughs> you don't know? There were so many to Every, choose from.
9: Everything you get is good. Now, At our age, everything you get is good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good. Here I thought maybe they were going to like spring a trip for you or something, You know, far and wide and go to Hawaii with Bob or something.
9: Uh, not right now, anyway. <laughs> maybe next year. Although, although, I'll tell you what, right now the weather isn't just Hopefully this week we'll get back to some normal winter weather with all this, without this ice and all this other stuff. So, but still, uh, you know, a lot of side roads still got ice on them. So maybe we'll get some sun eventually. We did see the sun yesterday, so maybe that's uh, uh, something that's coming this week that we can count on.
2: Well, let's hope so.
9: Well, anyway, we better got to recap what's going on here at Equity Stratford. How's that sound? Sounds
2: good, Jerry. It's all yours.
9: Okay, Kristen, thank you, and good morning, everyone. And this will be the sales schedule for this week here at Equity Stratford. Full marketing week on tap. Of course, we do get started this morning. Monday morning, 10 o'clock, market auction, conventional market cows fed cattle bulls. 11.30, we sell baby calves here today. Tomorrow, Tuesday, 10 o'clock, start time with pay and betting auction. 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the market auction. Uh, also sell organic market cows on Tuesday. Full marketing day on Wednesday starts at 10 o'clock. Sheep, paws, and goats also on Wednesday along with the regular market cattle. Feeder cattle sale this week will be starting at 12.30 p.m. And our sale on uh, Thursday does start 11 with marketing full marketing day including baby calves. Our next dairy sale will be next uh, Tuesday, January 17th. We do have an early consignment of thirty springing freestyle heifers. Uh, you know, organic certified and mostly Holsteins with a few Fleck bees. So again, good selection of springing. Bringing Holstein heifers and Fleckby heifers. That will be next Tuesday here in Stratford. Also, uh, just a brief look at last week. Multi steady on all the markets last week. Uh, so we're looking to see what happens this week. And again, uh, folks, if you got cattle looking sign, any other questions, just give us a call here. 715-687-4101. And we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Update the ever-changing markets. And I know, uh, Kristen, since you were here, uh, you know, three couple of weeks ago, boy, things have really changed on the board of trade in the mercantile.
2: You know, it was kind of interesting. I was looking at that this morning, and some prices only changed a little bit from a few weeks ago, and like the class threes, those really took a hit. But yeah, some, well, otherwise, like geez. corn and beans and wheat, those only changed a few cents.
9: Yeah, well, was, uh, we had these big up, ups and downs, and now I guess we're sort of back to where it was before. But uh, I know there's uh, folks out there that are getting somewhat concerned about the dairy market because you got wet barrel cheese in on the 170s, so most of the futures are in the 18s. So hopefully, uh, I don't know, if there's too much milk, what's going on?
2: Yeah, I don't know. All right, Jerry, well, you have a great day, and we will catch you tomorrow. Jill will be running the board.
9: Okay, well, you ladies have a nice day, and uh, again, enjoy the day in a high of what, 30?
2: High of 33.
9: Wow, well, maybe it'll melt some of that ice. All right, you ladies have a nice day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. All
2: right, thanks so much, Jerry. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: A lot of ways to feed alfalfa, feed hay to our animals correctly. We're going to talk about that today with Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And, Dan, I guess you got to have the right equipment to get it fed right and not wasted.
10: Well, that's right, Bob. Uh, there's a lot of different feeders out there, and, uh, frankly, some of the least expensive ones are not going to be the most effective. Uh, again, uh, we'd suggest that farmers sit down and pencil out the potential losses and and decide accordingly. We can start with a number of feeding systems. Uh, One of the cheapest ones is simply to put a little electric wire if the bales are in a row and have the cattle eat under the electric wire. Uh, That way, what they drop on the ground, they will eat a portion of it and while we might have a forty percent loss with any without any kind of feeder, uh, this may cut the losses down to twenty percent, which is still a chunk, but at least it's a twenty percent savings. The next option and some of the cheapest feeders are the ring feeders that you put around the bale, and uh, those help uh, just like the electric fence does. But uh, the problem with them is that uh, cattle still back up and chew on the bite that they took, and then drop the residue on the ground. So again, with a ring feeder, we're looking at something around a 20% loss uh, compared to 40% doing nothing. So it's a better alternative than nothing, but there are some better choices. The best feeders are what are known as the cradle feeders, where the hay is essentially in a cradle Uh, The cow reaches through and uh, grabs the hay from the bottom of the bale or wherever, and then when she chews on and drops the hay, it stays within the manger and can be eaten again. These are the most expensive, certainly, but on the other hand, they will cut losses down to around 5%, and uh, again, you can pencil that in at uh, $150 price of hay. The other thing that we see around quite a bit is the rack on a wagon, and I really don't recommend those. Uh, There was a study out of Pennsylvania, some of the things you don't think about, uh, but we all know about boss cows and some cows pushing others around. And with a rack feeder, uh, in that study, the boss cows were going the length of the feeder and pushing all the animals away as many as 10 times an hour, and that then reduced the amount of hay that they could eat, so the lower-ranking cattle in the herd uh, gained less weight or uh, had less growth during that period. So uh, a cradle feeder that's uh, big enough for a bale is a good idea. A cradle feeder on a wagon where the boss cows can go along and push the herd back continuously is not such a good idea. So do keep these things in mind. Uh, there are some very good feeders out there. Uh, again, a, a cradle feeder for a single bale is a good idea. Uh, and uh, think about the potential of feeding uh, maybe 70 or $80 of the value of the hay that you are feeding this winter.
1: Like anything else, including uh, hay feeding equipment, you get what you pay for. Dan Undersander, our State Forage Specialist, with us once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program.
2: Thank you so much, Bob. And now we're going to take a quick look at our morning markets. And this morning's markets are going to be brought to you by Northside Elevator in Loyal. We've got on the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your March corn up 2 at $6.56. March oats up 2 at $3.46. March beans up 7 at $14.99. March soybean meal down $3 at four seventy four sixty dollars a tonne. March wheat up a nickel at 748. Country elevators in the area. We've got Northside Elevator in Loyal at 620 for corn and 1431 for beans. Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 630 for corn. Baldwin, 613 for corn, 1427 for beans. Durand is at 604 and 1421. Mondovi, 615 and 1426. Elmwood's at 613 and 1431. Fall Creek at 595 and 1406. Osseo is at 618 for corn, 1431 for beans. Elk is at 604 and 1425. Sparta at 599 and 1430. Ellsworth is at 584 for corn, 1377 for beans. Wheaton Green and Chippewa Falls is at 601 for corn, 1445 for beans. Connorsville is at 601 and 1435. As in all plants in the area, Boy at six thirty one, Stanley six eighteen, New Richmond six fifteen. And looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese up a half a cent to a dollar seventy two and a half. Your blocks up seven and a half cents to two hundred five and a half. Double A grade butter up a quarter cent to two thirty-eight and a quarter. And your class three futures for January up twenty cents to nineteen thirty-one. February up twenty-eight cents to eighteen fifty-nine. March up thirteen cents to eighteen forty-four. April up fourteen cents to eighteen sixty-five. May up twenty cents to nineteen dollars. And then the markets were mostly unchanged through twenty twenty-three. That's a look at your morning markets again. Brought to you by Northside Elevator in Loyal.